Greetings Team Ajilam. Karibuni sana tena. So today we are like I mentioned last time we're not doing a series uh, but today what I wanted us to do is to be able uh, to do something a little different in terms of uh, this is something that I get asked a lot in terms of what Adula means and uh, so today I really wanted to be able to talk about where you know uh, the name Adulam comes from and on, not only just talk about where the name Adulam comes from but also to talk about what our mission is in terms of what it is that God has commissioned us to be able to do as a ministry. The purpose of all this is so that uh, for those of you who have been watching and have been following us um, since last year it will be great for you guys to be able to understand what it is that we are doing and basically to see how it is that you can then be able to plug in into what it is God has called us as a ministry to do. And uh, you can't plug in unless you know what it is that we are about and what it is that we are supposed to be doing. Um, or rather what it is the Lord has commissioned us to be able to do. So, first and foremost, question that I get asked all the time is, what does Adula mean? So, Adulam actually comes from 1 Samuel 22 from verse 1 to 2. And what's happening in that story is that in the context of this story, David is running away from Saul. Saul is trying to take away his life. Just purely based out of jealousy, Saul decides that he wants to kill David. Um, because he's growing in fame. He's just, he killed Goliath the giant. He's also a, a very um, uh, valiant uh, soldier and commander. And he is a guy who God is granting victory after victory. And so Saul becomes jealous of David. And so what David does is that he flees from Saul. And it says in 1 Samuel 22 from verse 1 to 2, David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adulam. When his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gather, gathered around him and he became their commander. About 400 men were with him. And so the name Adulam is actually the name of an area and there's a cave here, cave of Adulam, that David goes to run to. So David goes to this cave to be able to just hide from Saul and kind of becomes his, his, his home, right? This cave becomes his home. And in this cave it says that those who are in debt, who are in distress and who are discontent gathered around him and he became captain over them. Now the whole thing is, is that if you remember, Adulam started at a time when uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, that's when we really uh, started uh, this ministry. And in a lot of ways, there were many just like myself in debt, in distress and discontent. And the whole purpose of why we called the ministry Adulam is this Adulam name came to me many, many, many years ago. But the whole idea is that for those who, uh, especially at that time when the ministry started, who were in debt, in distress, in discontent, that we're able then through the David here is not me. I'm not David. David is, is the, the David here is Jesus, <laughs> where basically Christ is able to help those who are in debt, in distress and discontent and basically help us to be able to navigate um, our lives and, and, and this, this specifically throughout this whole period but also just generally our lives to get us to the place where we are able to experience greatness in Christ Jesus. So we are able to move from the place of debt, discontent, distress to a place of 
greatness in Christ Jesus. And so the whole thing is the fact that this ministry is about helping us to be able to grow in our faith in Christ Jesus. And that's part of the reason why where Adulam comes from, right? That's the this literal scripture where Adulam comes from. Now, the, the, in terms of being able to talk about the mission of Adulam, in terms of what it is that God has called us to do, um, the calling of Adulam comes from John 21, right? Uh, I don't know if I've shared this story before, but um, back in 2019, um, God was ministering to me from John 21. And what happened was I was at, I was at work and I was walking from the kitchen to my office, in the office kitchen. And as I was walking there, God spoke to me and said, I want you to start a church. That obviously threw me off. Uh, simply because I wasn't thinking about that was that has that was that was that was not in my thoughts. <laughs> that was not something I was thinking about, and so it really kind of like stopped me in my track. And I remember when God spoke to me about this. I remember stopping there. I was holding a, a cup of tea, and I remember I stopped, and I was like, okay, um, that's cool. But also, like, how do we do that? <laughs> Lord, I'm okay with doing that, but how? How do I do that? Um, and I remember at the time, because this was pre-pandemic, thinking to myself, you know, maybe, uh, you know, is it that I need to go look for a piece of land? Should we? How do I, how do I even do such a thing? And so there's two people that I went to speak to. The first person that I called uh, was my mentor, uh, Reverend Gowi, and I told him about it. And I remember the first time I told Gowi about it, he laughed at me. Uh, you know, if anyone who knows Reverend Goy knows his laugh. He has this laugh. <laughs> so he first he laughed at me, <laughs> and then after that he's just like, "Bro, I'm, finally." That's what he said. It's like, you know, it's like you finally. Me, I didn't know he was hoping that for me, but anyway, he's like, "Umepata calling." We prayed over it, um, and then the second people that I told um, was my parents. So I went and I had a, uh, went and told my my dad and mom about it. Um, they prayed over it, we prayed over it, um, over this calling that God had given uh, for me to start a church. And for the period of that year, I kept wondering, you know, how do I do this? Is, you know, should I start looking for land? Should I start, what should I start doing, right? So, pandemic comes. Um, at that time, I was teaching at Nairobi Chapel, uh, no, actually at Mavuno South. So that was cut off, and I remember just thinking to myself how I wanted to be able to continue to exercise this gift of teaching. And so through that whole process, uh, I, I, we were, I was working on a project with, with CK, who is our producer. And as we were having a discussion about, uh, you know, being able to teach online, she's like, yo, let's do this. So we ended up, we went, we met with Wamai, we had a conversation, and the rest is, the rest is history, right? So we started, literally, I think the next week, Thursday, we were already shooting. And this is how the ministry started. And it wasn't actually until probably about three months later, that I realized that this ministry is the church that God had spoken to me about the year before in 2019. However, having said that, there was a very clear um, strategy and mission that, 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 that Jesus gave to me when starting this, this ministry, and it comes from John 21. And the reason why I want to share this with you is so that 
one to be able to to share with you what it is who we are what are we doing basically what, what what is the plan that so that you just know it's not just me coming here and just sitting down and and talking to you guys that there's actually a mission that uh, christ has given us and i wanted to be able to share that with those who have been watching us for a period of time so that you'll be able to understand how it is that you can plug into the mission that we have as a ministry and so this mission of ours comes from John 21, okay? And allow me to read John 21. It says, um, just to contextualize John 21 before I read it, is that Jesus has died and he's resurrected. So this is the resurrected Jesus, right? So this is after the death and resurrection, I mean, the, the death and the crucifixion. And now three days has happened, he's risen. And this is the period, the 40 days period where he's appearing to his disciples before he ascends to heaven. Okay, so this is where John 21 is coming from. Um, afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples were together. I'm going to out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not recognize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the, other, on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they, had, when they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. So Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish. 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Amen. So, this here is the portion of scripture. So, we're not going to be looking at this from a perspective of trying to break down and, and teach what this scripture means to us, you know, from in terms of the scripture. What we are going to look at is what it is that God spoke to us um, 
in regards to Adulam specifically from John 21. And so the thing about Adulam is that it's driven by a three-pronged strategy which comes from this very scripture, which is feed my lambs, feed my sheep, take care of my sheep. Okay? Now, as a ministry, Jesus has given us a mandate over his people, and our mandate is towards believers. Okay? Now, if you look at what he says here, feed my, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, take care of my sheep. So allow me to define. So a lamb is basically a baby sheep, a young sheep. Okay. And so what we look at as a lamb here is either a, a new believer or a young believer. Right. So by new believer, meaning someone who has just come to faith in Christ. And a young believer is someone who is literally a young believer, like in terms of age, not in terms of how long they've been a believer, but in terms of age, so meaning that they are young, right? Um, so you're talking about a, a child or someone who's a preteen or a teen, so a young believer. And then sheep is just sheep, a believer, right? That's how we define it here. Is, is, and and, and, and you, there are many types of what we consider to be a believer. You know, there's a believer, believer, someone who has been in the faith for a long time and, uh, you know, loves God, has been working with the Lord for, for, for a couple of, couple of years. Uh, there's what we consider to be a closet believer. So there's closet believers in terms of people who are living in the closet of their faith. So meaning that um, not many people know that you follow Jesus. You know what I mean? You're like a closet believer. <laughs> You're just a believer. You know, it's just a few guys who know. Um, then there's inactive believers. Inactive believers are people who are not actively participating in God's evangelistic uh, agenda or kingdom agenda. Um, so that's inactive believers or even wounded believers where you have people who maybe from previous church experiences have in some way abandoned the faith. They still believe, but they're really wounded by the church. Um, and so when we look at the sheep, um, you know, the sheep is basically a believer, but they can also be a believer in many different types of ways. Okay. Sour. Now, I want to go deeper. I'll go deeper into the very specific aspects of how we feed lambs, how we feed sheep, and how we take care of sheep, okay? But before I do that, I want us to understand that, you know, when I say here that our ministry is geared towards believers, right, is that our mandate is towards believers, is that the purpose of this ministry is really about igniting faith in believers, and causing them to be effective laborers or workers for the kingdom. Our goal is to cause us to be able to achieve greatness in Christ Jesus, which I talked about in regards to the name Adulam, right? You know, in Luke 10 and verse 2, it says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The ultimate goal of this ministry is raising up workers for the harvest. That is the ultimate goal of this ministry, right? The goal is for us to be able to have ignited believers who are active witnesses of Jesus Christ in their everyday lives through their words and actions of love, okay? It is our belief that the full impact of the gospel is experienced when ordinary believers, right, are ignited in their faith and are actively sharing their faith, like the likes of Stephen and Philip in the early church, you know, our goal is to be able to have ordinary believers in Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit be ignited in their faith 
and consequently becoming God's witnesses within their own spheres of influence. So our strategy in a lot of ways is fueled similar to what we see in Acts 2.42 where we want to be able to have believers that are devoted to correct teaching, devoted to fellowship, devoted to communion, and devoted to prayer. Okay? Now, in Matthew, part, part of how you as a person, as a kingdom worker, in terms of the effectiveness of a kingdom worker, is evidenced in the Great Commission, which is in Matthew 28 from verse 18 to 20, where it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you to the end, to the very end of the age. And so the thing about these kingdom workers that we are looking to raise is that what they are being called to do is to make disciples and to teach them what God is, basically what God is teaching you is what you teach those disciples that you're making. Make disciples and teach them what God is teaching you. Right? And then the other thing is to inspire people to draw near to God. And so this is in a sense what it is that we are really about, is this is a ministry about raising workers, right? So that whether you're a, you're, you're a new believer, you've been a believer, whatever it is, young, like the whole goal of every, the, the whole kind of ultimate purpose is to be able to have effective laborers for God's harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. This ministry is about raising laborers, about raising workers, people who would be effective kingdom workers. Amen? Now, how are we as a ministry delivering this mission that God has called us to do in terms of, like I mentioned to you, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, take care of my sheep, right? Because when the, the, the worker is taken care of, they can be an effective laborer, okay? How are we being able to do this? And what is the thing that we then, how is this then broken down into, in a sense, quote-unquote, the strategy or the mission in terms of what Christ wants us to do? Now, like I mentioned to you, a lamb is either a young sheep, right? So meaning that we interpret it, it in two ways, right? Like I mentioned to you. This is a young believer, so meaning that we look at a young believer in two ways. Someone that has recently come to faith in Christ, and two, a young believer age-wise. So you're talking about a child, preteen, or a teen, okay? So these are the two ways we look at what a lamb is, right? In terms of feed my lambs. And how we are engaging with the lambs, and what is our goal in terms of what we want to be able to do with lambs. Number one is that we are about being able to create short format content right now the whole goal of short format content when we talk about short format content it's basically designing bite-sized content that is easy for young believers to consume and understand okay now the, con the the goal of this content is to ignite faith and cause the young believer to have you know content you know to have teaching that would help them grow in their faith because the goal of us in terms of the lamb is for the lamb to become a sheep Right? And so the thing is that by feeding them the, the you know, content whose goal is so that they can be able to graduate to become a sheep. And in fact, the whole kind of goal is that the, the goal of the bite-sized content is so that from the bite-sized content, they then be able to consume a full salmon. Right? And so that's why you'll find that 
you'll find that uh, if you go to our social media pages, you'll find that there's short content that we do. You know, little questions, for short format things, things that you can watch within a few minutes. Ideally, the place, the sweet spot is under three minutes, but I'm sure you'll find things like five minutes, you know, but we are, we are still working on how to, you know, make it even shorter, right? But the whole idea is, is that with the short format content, it's about being able to feed the lambs. It's about being able to feed young believers and giving them bite-sized content that then would be able to ignite faith within them and allow them content that will allow them to be able to grow in their faith to the extent that they can actually now come to a place where they can consume a full sermon. Okay? Now, the other thing that we want to be able to do in terms of being able to feed lambs is we want to be able to also get into um, uh, animation. Right, and uh, by animation is be able to animate content as well. Now, the content animation is be able to communicate, you know, very relevant biblical teachings, but using animation to do so, right? Which is important for the growth of any believer, but especially cool for kids. One of the things that I I I I, I came to realize, especially from the lamb perspective, this actually came later, because initially when I thought of a lamb, I always thought of a young. Uh, a person who has just come to faith in Christ. But I didn't realize that there's a lot of kids who actually consume Adulam content. Um, uh, there's a friend of mine who told me how he usually would um, have Bible study with his niece and nephew, but using Adulam content, right? And basically ask them questions from the sermon that they've just watched. I have another friend whose daughter um, loves, who's nine years old, loves to watch Adulam. I, I had no idea that the kids were so keen on being able to consume the biblical teachings that we teach here. And so when that came to a realization, I began, that's when I realized, oh my goodness, a lamb is not just someone who is, you know, young, in the, who is basically just come to faith in Christ. It's also someone who is also young, literally, like a young believer, you know. And so our goal is to be able to also, you know, create content for young believers, kids, um, being able to communicate very kind of, you know, uh, meaningful biblical teachings, but in a cool way, in a way that will resonate with kids as well. So we want to be able eventually to, um, to, to, to create animated content that will help anyone. You know, anyone, everyone loves animation, so meaning it's for adults, but especially for kids. Uh, just create really cool content that will allow them to be able to just understand, you know, deep biblical truths, uh, even as, as a young kid. Uh, so that's one of the things that we want to be able to do. And the, th the key thing about the short format content and the animation is that in a lot of ways what we want to be able to do is also distribute this content through social media. So that's where you'll find that a lot of the short format content we'll have on our Instagram, we'll have it on our social media pages, we'll have it on TikTok. So we have, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. So we'll, we'll disseminate this content through, through, through those avenues and through those channels. One of the things we also want to be able to do in terms of uh, for the labs is be able to design prayer journals, which would also be able to help them pray. Um, to help the lambs pray, right? So make it easier for a new believer to pray or even for a young believer to pray. And really the whole goal of all these uh, things that we want to be able to do in terms of feeding the lambs is for them to graduate to being a sheep. That's, that's the ultimate goal. We want all, this is the, the, the tool. And this is the commission of, of, of what Christ 
has said to us, feed my lambs, come up with a strategy for, 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 for the lambs, come up with a strategy for young believers and for people who have just come to faith in Christ, help them be able to grow in their faith, help them be able to um, find tools and resources that will help them to grow in their faith. Amen? Then there's the next strategy, right, which is feed my sheep. And like I mentioned, a sheep is someone that has been a believer for some time, right? And I told you about the different types. You can have someone who is a wounded believer. You can have someone who is a believer believer. You can have someone who is an um, inactive believer. You can have someone who is, uh, what was the other thing I said? Uh, inactive believer and closet believer, right? Whoever it is that you fall into, feed my sheep is really about that. It's about being able to um, feed believers. Uh, people who have been in the faith for some time and, and, and really it's about how is it that we can be able to feed them. And one of the things that we do, obviously, that you know here is that one of the ways in which we feed the sheep is through the sermons, which we drop every Thursday. And we have been for the last couple of, for the past year plus, um, you know, so we feed them through weekly sermons, the sheep. Um, and most of these sermons are usually either series-based, as you've noticed, or maybe they are one-off sermons. They're either topical or expository. And the whole goal of the, us being able to do the sermons is about feeding the sheep. The other way that in which we want to be able to also feed the sheep is, one, we want to be able to design journals. Journals that will basically be able to, in a sense, help people more deeply reflect on the sermon content week by week. And so this whole thing about being able to create journals that, this, that, that, that the sheep can be able to utilize is something that we want to be able to do. Um, we also want to be able to develop um, worship experiences. So we are looking to create worship experiences. You know, we know that worship feeds our faith. We want to be able to create worship experiences um, uh, to feed the sheep. Um, another way in which we want to be able to also feed the sheep is that we want to be able to start doing some very targeted podcasts, right? Podcasts that will look to inspire people, one, to be able to read God's word more, uh, to, to inspire the sheep to read God's word more. Um, we know that God's word fuels our faith, so we want to be able to do that. We also want to be able to use the podcast to tackle some very difficult discussions and topics, especially for believers, right? Um, topics around, you know, things like around faith trauma, you know, burnout, grief, weariness, you know, relationship drama, male things. Like we want to be able to tackle some very difficult topics and we want to be able to use um, uh, the whole kind of podcast thing to be able to do that. So these are things that we want to be able to do to be able to feed the sheep. And then there's the other aspect, which is take care of my sheep. Take care of my sheep. And the whole thing about take care of my sheep is that I felt as that, that what God was saying to us through take care of my sheep is that he's saying to us that this, this is about activities that help with taking care of the sheep and helping them to grow in, in fellowship, in prayer, and in evangelism, right? The whole thing is about being able to take care of the sheep, not just feed them, but also take care. Like, how is it that we're able to take care of, 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 of believers, okay? And one of the things that we've done, and in, interesting enough, is that we just started this literally just a few weeks ago, is that to take care of God's sheep, this is some of the things that we have put together or lined up to be able to do that. One is Believer's Branch. Believer's Branch is, is, falls under the mandate of taking care of the sheep. 
And one of the things that you'll notice even from the last message that I spoke about in terms of faith, friends, is the realization that it is very difficult for you to grow in your faith without fellowship. It's very difficult. And so what Believer's Branch is, is just basically an event that brings believers together, that they may be able, whether you're a lamb or a sheep, to be able to come to a space where you're able to experience genuine fellowship, to grow in fellowship, to meet some faith friends, to be able to meet other uh, believers and to be able to just engage with one another and through that engagement that a relationship would, 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 be, would be formed and a relationship would grow that would allow you to be able to then not have to walk alone and walk this journey of faith alone. Right? And so the whole thing about Believer's Branch is just really about, you know, coming to a space where there's good food, good vibes, you know, good, good, good fellowship, good community. And just that's it. Just a space for all of us to be able to meet one another. And through this, my hope is that great relationships would be formed. Right? I've said this again. Fellowship is critical for the growth of our faith. It is critical for that. And so Believer's Branch is a space that we want to be able to do that. We would, we would God willing, love to be able to do um, Believer's Branch, you know, once a month, depending on how things go uh, in terms of uh, how to organize it, the resources, all those things. But that is the goal of what Believer's Branch is really about. It's feeding into the take care of my sheep uh, aspect. The other thing that we want to be able to do in terms of taking care of the sheep is also being able to develop merchandise. Now, the whole goal of this merchandise is, like I said, take care of the sheep, is that how can we be able to help you engage in fellowship, engage in evangelism? And the whole key thing about merchandise is us guys want to be able to create some dope merchandise that will be a tool that will aid the sheep in being able to share their faith. Okay? And there's some great ideas we have around that, but in terms of being able to develop merchandise that really is able for you to be able to use to spark a conversation with someone and be able to share your faith with someone else, right? That's the whole goal because what we want you to be able to grow in as taking care of the sheep is being able to grow in fellowship, to grow in prayer, and to grow in evangelism, right? And those are the things that we want to be able to do is to use merchandise as a tool that will allow you as the sheep to be able to share your faith with others. The, th the other thing that we've done, and we did this from the very beginning, but it also falls under the take care of my sheep um, mandate, is the WhatsApp community that we have, right? So we already have a WhatsApp community. I'd encourage you to join it. And the whole goal of the WhatsApp community is so that you're able to have a direct communication with us as a ministry, to be able to share your needs and prayer requests that we can pray with you. And the whole thing is that what we want to be able to do is to deepen our engagement within the WhatsApp community. We already have someone who is so wonderful called Mukui who helps us with our WhatsApp community and be able to create even more content for the community so that we can be able to even grow more deeply in faith and be able to come together more closely to have experiences within the community that will then allow us to be able to grow um, in fellowship with one another, in prayer with one another. Already with the WhatsApp community, we've already done uh, meetups where we link up to be able to discuss uh, what it is that we've learned um, uh, through the sermon teachings. There's also times where we've had Holy Communion together. There's times where we've had prayer together. And so the whole goal of the WhatsApp community is really about taking care of the sheep. Now, another aspect with which we want to be able to do as well under this whole take care of the sheep mandate is we want to get involved in music. Um, 
we want to be able to have an impact in the space of music. One, like I mentioned before, is about being able to create worship experiences and content around worship, right? But then the second thing is this, is that we also want to be able to get into the space of being able to record music that glorifies Christ for digital distribution. One of the things that you realize as a believer is that there are many times where there's so much good music out there, but it's like you're not listening to all this dope music that glorifies Christ. And we want to be able to be at the forefront of being able to create music and to record music that literally glorifies Christ, that you can bump to and enjoy and you can share with your friends. And it becomes something that becomes, one, a great evangelistic tool, just like the merchandise. And also it's music that feeds your faith as well. And so we want to be able to get involved in being able to record music. And we already have some ideas around this and this stuff that we are working on in terms of being able to begin this journey of actually also recording music and, and as, a, as a ministry that glorifies Christ. Now, these are some of the things that, you know, just from John 21, our interpretation of what it is that Christ Jesus has called us to do. This is what... When, 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 when Jesus spoke to me about starting a church, this was the strategy that he gave me from John 21 in terms of how you need to do that. It is to feed his lambs, to feed his sheep, and to take care of his sheep. And I'm sure there'll be more and more ideas that he's going to give us along the way in terms of how we're able to do those very those three things he has told us to do to feed his lambs to feed his sheep and to take care of his sheep he's going to give us more ideas he's going to give us more things to execute i'm sure just because but this is as far as what it is that we're trying to execute some of the things we've already started to do others we haven't yet begun but we will do these things because it is christ jesus who has mandated us and commissioned us to do this work and so for me, the thing is, the reason why I really wanted to be able to share this with you who watch, who listen, who has been a part of this Adula ministry for some time, that I want you to be able to understand who, first, when someone asks you, what's Adulam? You can be able to say where it comes from, the name. But also, secondly, to be able to understand what it is that we're doing. That we're not just sitting here, just coming to, to have conversations and to, to, to bring the word to you, that there's actually a mandated mission that Jesus Christ has given to us as a ministry. And we intend with every fiber of our being to be able to accomplish that mission. It's interesting how it says in John 21, um, as I was reading it, this really stood out to me uh, just now as I was reading it, where he says, um, Jesus said to, to this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. You know, that there was a death that Peter would have that would glorify God. This is our mission, to be able to glorify God. And this is what we have been mandated to come and do. Bakatu, to, to, to relieve this, this dunya and the, hopefully the mission will continue. But the importance of this is so that you understand that the mandate that we have is not a Thimba mandate. It's not a CK mandate. It's not our my mandate. It's a mandate for all for whom God is calling towards this mission. And so the thing is that this mission resonates with you specifically. That if you listen to this and you're like, man, I like what it is that these guys are doing and you feel. And it's not just like, but I, but I truly believe that part of the reason of being able to share this is because there are certain people that God will press upon in terms of being able to join in on being able to help us be able to accomplish what it is that Christ Jesus has called us to do. And there's many ways in which you can plug in. 
first way in which you can plug in and most important in my opinion is number one is pray for us man we need your prayers guys this work that we are doing anytime you start to get into any type of kingdom work the first thing and we've taught this so many times on this very place here in Adulam that once you begin to start to do things for the kingdom you will face opposition we face opposition all the time it's not even literal opposition spiritual opposition all kinds of opposition and so the thing is is that having communicated what it is that we are about and what it is that we are doing i want you to pray for us pray for us as we try to do this work as we look to accomplish this work that jesus christ has set out for us to do pray for us you, you've seen all the different items in which I've mentioned. Pray for us that we'll be able to resonate with lambs. Pray for us that we'll be able to resonate with the sheep. Pray for us that we'll be able to take care of the sheep. That all the things that we're setting out to do from the thing about the prayer journals, the animations, the stuff that we want to be able to do around the... Um, the Believers Branch event, around merchandise, around making music, around doing all these things, that God would help us be able to do these things, that God would be able to bring to us the right people that will allow us to be able to execute the things that we're trying to do, that God will send us the help that we need, because there's only so much that, I, that we can do, right? There's only so much, meaning that this vision, based for it to be actualized, will require a lot of human resource, a lot of people who are able to help us at each and every stage of being able to execute what it is that we're trying to do. And so that's the first thing that I'll ask, is that if you feel compelled and you feel like you resonate with this mission that we have, then you, number one, would pray for us, that you'd pray for us. Number two, and that I would ask is that if you resonate with this mission, support us financially. A lot of the things that we're looking to do will require us to be able to have the financial support to be able to do it. For example, the whole thing of recording the music, creating the merchandise, being able to continue to do the Believers Branch events, all these things require us to be able to have the resources to be able to do these things. And so if you feel like you resonate with this mission that we have, I would also ask that you, if you feel compelled, remember, God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah, it's not someone who's feeling compelled. No one is being compelled here. I'm saying is that if this mission resonates with you, that you would also consider supporting us financially in terms of so that we can be able to actualize and action this thing that God has called us to do. And the third thing is this, is that as you've heard, a lot of this stuff will require like quite a number of the human resource. And if there's any place in which you feel like you want to be able to plug in, hit us up. Hit us up and let us know. Part of the reason why I'll give an example of someone like Mukui and how she became involved is because she felt compelled. She felt she came and she's like, feels like God is calling her to come and help us. And so we sat down and we figured out that this is the place in which she can be able to assist us. And she's been doing a tremendous job since, since she joined our team and has been a great resource to us as a ministry. And this is part of the thing in terms of how we grow, is also being able to have the support of those for whom God is impressing upon them to come and help us. Even with your gifts and talents, right? It could be in whatever way it is, but in, if you feel as though this mission is something that resonates with you, God is impressing upon you, then maybe it's about your talents, about your gifts, and it's about you availing yourself 
and your effort to be able to come and help us. You know, Wamai is always looking for people who can, you know, we, we, we need more short format content, we need editing, we need people to help us with our social media, we need people to be able to help us in regards to um, ministry coordination, especially now that we have a new event. There's so many things and so many different ways in which you can be able to plug in and help. We need plants. <laughs> we need more plants for, for our shoots. You know, there's so many different things. We need equipment to be able to continue to shoot this thing and, and to shoot it in, in the way that we, we want to be able to continue to shoot this. And so there's so many different ways in which you can plug in. And the thing is that the only thing that we want right now, it's kind of like Gideon when he was going to battle, is not people who just feel compelled because they're just vibes. I want people who are compelled because they feel as though God is calling them to come and help us in this ministry. So, we com we, so the, the whole goal of today was really about being able to communicate what it is that we are doing, what Adulam is really about, what is our mission. This is our mission. And this is that church that God was speaking to me about in 2019. But it's just a little different. I like there's someone who said to me the other day after kind of explaining what we are. And they're just like, so you're kind of like the Kanye West of churches. <laughs> I was like, I like that. You know, I like that kind of like, it's just a radical way, but of being able to look at what it is that we're doing. But that's what we are. We're, we're building a community. This is, this, is the, this is that church that God was talking about, but it's just a little different, you know. And, and I'm excited about the journey. I'm, I'm grateful that God has called me to be able to see the vision and be able to communicate the vision and to be able to bring on board as many people as possible to be able to just drive this vision forward. Um, and so if you're that person, if you feel compelled to be able to join us on this mission, you know, hit us up, let us know. Um, but for those of you who have been following us and working with us and just blessing us with your prayers and with your giving and with um with all kinds of ideas god bless you and thank you so much for supporting us and thank you so much not just for supporting us but for supporting god's work this is god's work this is god's mission and we will do it in jesus name amen allow me to pray father in jesus name i thank you father for you are the one who calls us you are the one who commissions us in jesus name and so father we commit adulam this ministry that you designed and that you have called us to be able to execute in your name in the holy name of jesus christ we thank you father for the strength that you have given us thus far for the protection for the ability that you have given us to be able to do this work we faced opposition so many times. But you have kept us going. You have kept us strong. You have kept us diligent. You have kept us. You have kept us. And we honor you and we thank you, Father. We thank you for the many lives that have been transformed through this ministry, O King. We thank you, Father, for those that have been enriched and are continue to grow on account of this ministry. And so, Father, this mandate you've given us, we commit back to you. Father, you are the one that it says that we should pray to you, the Lord of the harvest, that you will send laborers. You are the one who commissions workers. You commission laborers. And as you have said that this ministry is about creating laborers, it's because we come to you to ask, Lord, would you send us the laborers? Would you send us the lambs? 
so that we can feed them? Would you send us the sheep that we may feed them? Would you send us the sheep that we may take care of them? And Father, would you help us to be able to do that which you have called us to do? Father, I pray that you would help us be able to execute all the ideas that you've placed that we can be able to do and accomplish in your name and for the glory of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. So Father, we commit this work before your very hands. You are the one that commissioned us. Grant us the strength. Grant us the favor. Grant us the ability. Give us your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your Spirit. Spirit, give us the power that we need. You already have the authority because you say all authority in heaven and on earth belongs to you. And so in the authority of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give us the power to do this work. Give us the favor to do this work. And I pray, Holy Father, that those in whom you have called to come and support and help us on this mission, I pray that you would bless them. I pray, O oh Father, that you would enlarge their territory. I pray, O oh King of Heaven, that that which you have called them to do to support us, I pray that you, who is the faithful God, will remember them. That you will remember their diligent support for your kingdom, for your work, for the extension of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, for every single person, for CK, for Wamai, for Mukui, for Washuka, for all those that have involved themselves, for all those that continue to give, for all those that support us with their prayers, O King of Heaven, may you bless them. And may they know the benefit of investing their time and efforts and resources in your kingdom. Because you are a faithful God. May your faithfulness pour unto them. In Jesus' holy name. We thank you, we honor you, we lift you up. Because you are the God who empowers us and leads us and shows us the way we ought to go. Fill us with your spirit, Holy Father. Fill me with your spirit. And help me. Help me, Father. Help me to be able to lead this ministry through that which you have called me to do. Empower me. Empower me, Father. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Listen, if this message blessed you, please be sure to share it with someone whom you love. Share it with a friend, a colleague, anyone. And then also, listen, support us. Support this ministry so that we can be able to make more dope content and be able to spread this message of the kingdom to as many people as possible. And then, make sure that you subscribe. Sawa, subscribe. Subscribe, wherever the button, subscribe. Subscribe. God bless you guys.